Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Annette and Sarah on today's show. They manage a ton of short-term rentals, and they also have short-term rentals themselves. What we get into is how important the lifetime value of a guest is. And we go through how to really set yourself up to scale by having the right tech and all those sort of things that go into the puzzle of running short-term rentals and really unique ideas they, they shared with us today on this episode. I have interviewed a lot of people in short-term rentals. And those two are different. They have been in the business since 2010 and they have a ton to share. The level of hospitality and operations is through the roof. So if you are already running a short-term rental or thinking about it, this is a must, must listen, must watch episode. And I would also say multiple times because it's full, full of knowledge. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes. But how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com, promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her Show where we're all about empowering women to live a financially free and balanced life. And that is what we focus on every time we're back with guests and our mini-sodes and everything we do in our community. So Annette and Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Excited to jump into your story and jump into all the trials and tribulations through short-term rentals. So thank you for being here. We're pumped to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. And before we get into both your stories and, and and jump in pretty quickly here, we always like to get connected to our audience. So I want to share on just a, a quick story about my daughter, Samantha. I feel like she always gives me the best stories. So especially when I'm trying to learn something myself. 
So I don't think I told you this. So the other day, about a week ago, I came inside from being outside, you know, just I was outside watching my son and, and I came in, I left her alone for about, I don't know, 15 minutes, you know, where she was just usually just plays and she's five years old. So how much trouble can she get into in 15 minutes? So she proceeded to take every single pair of shoes and draw a permanent marker on all of them. Her little bit. are your shoes. Her and Zachary's shoes. All of okay. Shoes. Yeah. Lauren, yeah. Less, so less concerning. <laughs> like, exactly. It would be bad if she actually went to my closet and drew all over my shoes. Yeah. But it was pretty, it was like about nine pairs of shoes. She literally just drew all over. I just got them new pairs of shoes for school. You know, my son got these really cool basketball shoes that he was like so excited about. I was like, all right, Zachy, this is like special, right? New sneakers for the new year. Drew all over them. Like literally, there wasn't even a spot left. So, you know, I, I was like, Benny, you know, and then I looked inside of the playroom and she proceeded to draw all over our couch. And then I went into the kitchen and there was a bunch of things drawn all over. So literally like just took a permit marker and went on like a crazy, crazy, crazy situation in our house. So after taking deep breaths, because I'm really working on that in my life, it's taking a lot of deep breaths to kind of calm my mind. You know, I had a discussion with her. I got a little annoyed, but I kind of calmed myself down. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I just was did it, did it. And you know, she's like, she didn't give me a great reason. She just said it looked kind of cool. And it was a fun thing to do. And she was bored and, you know, all the things a five-year-old would say. So after kind of thinking about it, I was like, you know, Matt, she just started kindergarten, right? And this is her way. This just could have been a way for her to kind of manage that. That difference, that change, this is a full day kindergarten. I don't know that, but I talked to her a little more about it. And the days got, this is like, like maybe the third day of school. And the days got a little easier. And then I would talk to her a little more about how she's feeling. She's got a little worried today, or they want me to read today. And it just, I got into more conversation about her experience in kindergarten. I was doing that, but I just amped it up, right? Because I kind of made this connection. So why am I sharing this with all of you? The permit marker has not come out of my son's sneakers, but that's okay. The reason why I wanted to share this, and I think it's a helpful point to make, is that, you know, sometimes as women that are really busy, we have things in our life that we use as vices. We use as excuses. We're doing just because we're distracting ourselves from something else that we really need to deal with. And I think we all need to look at that for our lives. And my daughter was doing that, you know, kind of like a cry for help or just, hey, I'm experiencing some change here. And, but how many times do we do that, you know, with things that aren't as healthy and, and maybe it's Netflix, maybe it's drinking, maybe it's something else in our world that we're just, you know, distracting ourselves because we're really not dealing with what we really need to deal with in our business, in our life. So that's what I have for you. I'm sure you don't use magic marker, but you might do something else that may not be healthy and something to look at for yourself to really deal with what you need to deal with. So that's what I have for you this week. That's great. Can I make a recommendation for her room? Sure. I know her room is pink, right? Yes. Let's paint one of the walls black chalk. That's a good idea. Because I just did it for Lorenzo's. Oh, that's a great idea. He can get the chalk and and do art and I can leave him messages. I can do, it's pretty like a good DIY project. So she can- Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, right. and it's chalk. You can erase, you can create art. It's not permanent. Can whatever. It's not permanent. Yeah. And I also moved the permanent markers. In the meantime, I also moved those to Today the she couldn't get to. <laughs> I'm glad it were not your shoes. Yes, yes. No, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, awesome stuff. Annette and Sarah, thanks again for being on our show. Just want to, we want to start with a question. What has been 
And both of you, I'd love to hear the answer to as we jump in. What has been the hardest or the longest lesson that each of you have had to learn? So I'll start with you, Sarah. Oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because you just pointed to Annette. I I'm did. Because the, the, the number of lessons I've had to learn are so many that I'm just like, which one do I pick? <laughs> you know, I think the biggest lesson for me is I am very similar to your daughter, maybe, is whenever I want to improve my life or myself, I look at everything other than myself. And what I've learned over the past, you know, 10, 15 years is the greatest investment I can make is in myself and putting myself on myself first, you know, the whole oxygen mask discussion or analogy there, because I felt I've always felt I'm such a, you know, a people pleaser. I like to do things for other people, but if yeah. I'm not taking care of myself, how can I be there? And that's been a really hard lesson to, yes, I understood it, but to actually put into practice, I'm still working on that. So I'll go with that one. Yeah. I love that. For me, it is that things always take much longer than I had anticipated and just growing patient. But then as I'm gaining patience and, and getting older, I'm like, wait a second, consistency is a superpower. And I've just seen repeatedly in my life where I was consistent and then I stopped. I was consistent and then I stopped. And wow, consistency is a superpower that everyone has we all have access to. And I know things just take longer than I always anticipate. But when I wait and I'm consistent, they always are much more than I could have ever anticipated. So that's just been a really, really hard lesson to learn. But I think I'm getting it down and I'm getting more patient and more consistent. Oh my gosh, two great, great points that you both are making. And I think that all the ladies that are listening right now, can relate to that journey, right? And when we think that we got it, then something happens and then we need to pivot. I think because we have been, quote unquote, thought, the thought leaders didn't look like us or, or mm -hmm. put some pressure into, okay, let's dive and talk about that. <laughs> Self-development, what do you mean? Book per ear into that. I care about my profit, my cash flow and all of that. Not that that's not important, However, we're not like in touch to exactly what we're feeling and living life on our own terms. And I think that things are changing. We're having those conversations that we're having now. We're exactly. talking about it. We are sharing the struggles and being vulnerable. Brene Brown always says, there's no vulnerability without courage to be there. And, and I think that women, we are damn courageous to dare to talk about it so we can support ourselves, but also be inspiration for other, other women that are listening and that are going through the same thing and feeling that they're the only one that it's like not fitting. So thank you for, for sharing those things. We're going to talk about Airbnb. And one of my love languages is like operations. How can we make this scalable, more profitable? All of that. It's all my love language. So I was reading a lot of what you put into your, your application. And, and I, I want to start by saying that a lot of people think that Airbnb is a Airbnb. No, let, me, let me use the right term before people start emailing me and say, stop saying. Short-term rental. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's 
you know, in place, it's a passive investment. So share with me, when do you consider Airbnb a passive investment? And if you think that it's not, it's always going to be active. Tell me your thoughts about it, because there's some some controversy around that theme. We are proponents that it will always be active. If you're managing that, I mean, you... You have guests 24-7, 365 around the clock. We want to meet someone (laughs) that this is passive for them. We do not understand how that's even possible. There are so many humans that need to be involved in these overnight stays. Even if you hire a, a professional property manager to care for your property and the guests that enter the doors, you know, a big thing for us is you're still the CEO of that home. And essentially what short-term rentals are, it's a hospitality business. And we believe that at the core. And there is just, there's so many moving parts and pieces that you are still the CEO of that hospitality business, even when you hire a general manager, you know, i.e. a property manager. So it will never be passive. (laughs) I just want to point it out about the hospitality, right? Because I hear I'm part of different Airbnb groups and short-term rental and mid-term rental groups. And I hear a lot of complaint. A lot of complaints. Oh, this person keep asking me, where is the restaurant? Where is this? Where is that? And in a lot of those things, they say, well, improve your system, offer more information. But the, the bottom line is that what I see and what I offer and what I like to get when I am in an Airbnb is high level hospitality. I don't care. Like, and I don't think a lot of people see this exit strategy as a hospitality. You are there to serve. I don't care if the request is outrageous or I will answer in a matter or the property manager will have my my vision, my values, right? Even if that that's exactly what you're saying, independently, if you have a property manager, at the end of the day, what is the tone that you, you want that? And I'm curious to see, when you say hospitality, what have you guys implemented in your business that says this is an example of hospitality that you guys can find on my properties that are, it's like our signature? Yeah. One of those things we have, our signature forgot something basket, because we understand there isn't a front desk. You know, a lot of us are used to a hotel. Oh, shoot. I forgot my razor. Oh, no. I forgot my toothbrush. You know, those last minute things, especially if you check in late. So we have a forgot something basket at all of our properties that have that like little thing that they're like lifesaver for, I mean, maybe went a little far, but it feels like it at the time. So we have the the toothbrush, the toothpaste, maybe it's earplugs if they're sensitive to sound, just having this basket full of things. And What's awesome is a lot of people comment on it and they don't even need to use anything in it. It's just that they saw that we were thinking about them. You know, it maybe is 20, 25 bucks to stock all the little things in there, but it means the world to the guest that needs to use it. And it also means the world to the guest that didn't have to use it because they knew we, you know, we had their back if they forgot something. And it's not so tangible as, as far as the forgot something basket, but 
for our hospitality business, it's anticipating the need of the guest. And the best way to do that is to put yourself in your short-term rental before your first paying guest arrives and sleep in the bed, take a shower in the shower, be in the kitchen, right? Like, so, and if you go to grab for it and it's not there, go ahead and put it there for the guest. And then make sure you have a checklist to make sure that you keep that thing there. Cause I think that's what can happen to us too. We like to, this to be a passive situation, which we discussed it's not, and that you have to continue to make sure, continue to reach out to your, your rental and make sure all those things that you promised, all those needs that you were going to anticipate are there for each and every guest that checks in. I love that. And, you know, you, you talk also about the power of this particular business being profitable and scalable, right? But on the other hand, not sacrificing your guest experience or even working 24-7. So how have you managed to do that without those two sacrifices? I'd love to kind of jump into. And obviously knowing what you just mentioned about it being an active business, right? So in terms of just completely not hands-off. So Walk us through the first sacrifice. How do you scale, make it, you know, crazy profitable and not compromise the guest experience? Let's talk about that. And then we'll talk about how you you don't compromise you working 24-7. Let's start at the very beginning, Sarah. One thing that we do that, you know, most don't is we put a really heavy investment up front in the decor and furnishings. That's a sacrifice we have to make when we're looking at our budget that, man, it kind of hurts, you know? It's like, oh man, we could go to Ikea. We could buy this on Wayfair, you know, or Facebook Marketplace. You know, we could get all of these things and really, really like lowball what we're putting in to just get the doors open. Like, okay, let's get that bed. Let's get a couch. We could do that, but we know the return on investment when the home has been well-designed with the guest in mind and plus furnishings that are going to last us a long time. So that's something that, you know, we get a lot of pushback on with some clients that we work with or just some of our members in our group is like, oh my gosh, I just put the down payment on the house. I just did all this rehab. Now I need to put all this money into furniture. So that is a sacrifice that we are willing to make every single time because we know the return on that investment. And, you know, I want to add to that. Whenever we make a real estate investment for, you know, a long-term rental, we run the numbers. We know what it's going to be. You know, we, we run the numbers for the next year, two years, three years. In our experience, when people start talking about short-term rentals, it is to save their bad buy because you can make 2X, 3X. But what they fail to do is run the numbers for the short-term rentals. So they really know what their goals are, know what their high seasons are, know what their low seasons are. What's the average daily rate going to be in these months so that... When you have your numbers, when you know your numbers, that empowers you to make decisions for your business in your short-term rental that will help you not feel shackled to it because you're freaking out that a weekend isn't booked or that you've not made a certain amount for that month. But what you don't know is two months down the road is the high season and it's a holistic look at your numbers. And when you have that power, when you have that knowledge of your numbers, it's just going to set you free in so many ways you know what, you're not going to freak out. You can forecast, you can plan your finances accordingly. And there's a lot of freedom in doing those same, that same work with your numbers that you do with your long-term rentals for your short-term rental investments. Sarah, I totally agree with that because not understanding like your break-even, right? How many days per month do I need to do to rent to break-even? And looking at all the seasons and understanding the expectation it's like me coming from Brazil to the U.S. in 2008 and, and going to New York, January 14th was a cold day. And I was like, oh my gosh, this bus over here, this tour bus looks so awesome. 
And then my jaw started freezing and I was not expecting that at all because in Brazil, there is a steady season, right? Huh? In the United States, well, welcome, honey. <laughs> it's aggressive at some points. <laughs> right? The day, it we were winter, winter time, January. I looked outside, it was a beautiful day, blue sky. I was like, that's awesome. I put shorts on. Well, froze part of my legs because I didn't understand the seasons. So for those of you that say, what the hell, Andrea? So I was like, yes. So the same thing happens to real estate. You've got to understand the reason so you don't freak out. And as Sarah said, you can really look at your KPIs, key performance indicators to make wiser decisions, not based on how you're feeling. Oh, let me just drop all the pricing. And then you drop the daily rate. And then at the end of the day, you're not cash flowing. You're like, I don't understand. Right. You got to understand the game rules. So that's it. Yeah. One thing that you guys mentioned on your form that I think that we have never talked about it is that we underestimate the lifetime value of a guest. Mm -hmm. Can we just dissect that? Yes. Like that is something that Sarah and I still, it was the biggest mistake that we made when we got started. So we're in a metro market. We're in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So you don't think vacation rentals, you know, you don't think, oh, people are going to come back and back every year to visit the beach. There isn't a beach here, but you know, we have guests that have family here. They go to the university here. Their kids are going for four years. They have business here. We were, quite frankly, we were churn and burn. You know, it was like, oh, we're going to guest, go get a guest, spend the night, go, go, go. And I was like, wait a second. We started to notice, oh, wait, he's coming back. She's coming back. He's coming. And we're like, wait a second. This is amazing. They already know how to check in. They leave our place flawless. They like our neighbors. They know how to run. You know, they know how, how our coffee pot works and our washer and dryer. And we, that is something we want everyone to know. If you're giving that amazing hospitality, your guests are going to want to come back again and again and again. And do not count yourself out. I do not care what market you are in. You can have repeat guests. You should be striving to find those repeat guests because it's just like when you have a long-term rental. You know, when you have that renter that pays every month, the first of the month, the place looks awesome. They're renting year after year after year. They're a dream, right? If that's the same with your short-term rental guests. If you can get them, you know, if you're giving them amazing hospitality, they're going to want to come back and stay with you. Well, think about the favorite, the favorite places where you shop. You know, everyone has a loyalty program. So how can you create one of those for your short-term rental and really like rock out your average daily rate because people are flocking to stay with you. You know, they want to come back with you. They want to support you and be loyal to you. Just like all the other businesses that you page in, like, it's the same thing for your short-term rental. And so think about ways that you can make it really sticky for them to come back. I'm curious about what you guys do. Do you guys offer a discount price for return customers? How do you get in contact with them? Mm -hmm. Yes. So how do you get in contact with them? We're going to share one of our friend's products. I don't know if you ladies have heard of StayFi. No. Okay. All right. Get, get, get excited. So, you know, when you go to a, co a coffee shop or a hotel and you sit down in the lobby and you want to get online, and they ask you for your name and your email, there is technology for that for us as well as short-term rental owners and operators. And it's really not that expensive. And it, the cool thing is now we not only have the email address of the person who booked, but we have the email address of everyone in our rentals. 
So if you, especially if you have a larger rental with like, you know, three, four or five bedrooms, everyone needs to sign in. And of course, accept the terms. We're, we're not doing anything shady here. And then they can get online. But now we have their email address and we can market back at them and share with them what's going on in Columbus, Ohio, Huntington Beach, wherever you're at, you know, come back because this amazing, this event is happening. And by the way, because you're on our list, because you're a repeat guest, here is a discount code. Absolutely. So those are some things that we do. Yeah, that's a phenomenal idea. I'm just getting ideas. You could do that for every other niche in real estate. I mean, yeah. you may not be able to do it like in our big apartment complexes, but I'm just having a few ideas. I'm like, oh, this could be used maybe in the lobby. Yeah, right. Yes. Just interesting. So for sure. I'm already thinking apartment complexes. How can we do that, Liz? Well, yeah, we could. That's a really interesting brainstorm of how you yeah. could do that. <laughs> that's neat. That's really, really neat. Wow. Okay. So. So what is that called again? Let's break that down again. Stay by. Stay by. Okay. Stay A-Y-F-I. And the great thing is you can design cool. your, splash, your splash page too. Like yeah. your landing page, mm. it can look like your property. You know, so they're like, oh, you know, like we have ours. It's like the living room they're sitting in, you know? So it's like, oh, this is the house that we're at. It's just, a, you know, technology here. It's it's wonderful. And so think about that. Like, I don't know, just to really flip everybody's mind, the same with apartment complex. Like, you know, when I go on vacation, I'm never the person that plans it and I'll never have access to like where, you know, where do we find that booking? What is it? You know, and it's like, oh, well, I ha they can mark it back to me. You know, it's like, I had a wonderful time there. I might bring my friends and family back. So it's just a great way to market. And then everyone's not having to like ask the person that book too. like, oh, you know, what's the Wi-Fi? It makes it easy. It also, that's the other thing too. We like to like loop in that technology is awesome, but that's hospitality. You know, we don't, our guests aren't trying to run around the house and see if there's like you know, a little sign that has what the Wi-Fi code is, or like, if let's say it is a house that sleeps 10, like 10 people aren't asking the person that booked it. Hey, what's the oh, Wi-Fi code? How do I get on the Wi-Fi code? Right. Or how do I get on the Wi-Fi here? So it's really actually a hospitality trick too, to make it easier for, for your guests. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And 
What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, I think that's a really phenomenal idea because your customers are more than the people who book, you know, the short-term rental. They're everyone, right? So especially in large, you know, projects that aren't just and aren't looking into, they're larger properties that could attract, right, 10 to 20 people. They're not the ones writing the check. They're writing the check actually to someone else. But they're your customer because they're in your property. So that's a really interesting idea. I love that. Really great idea. We want to tell everybody that we are really huge proponents too, because we're telling you about this technology. Sarah and I always talk about the importance of having owning digital real estate alongside your physical real estate. So if you, you know, you want to have a website for the properties that you own. So when you're, you know, when you're collecting those email addresses, you have a direct booking site, you have a website to direct them back to. So really just want to let everybody know, please invest in your digital real estate. And it can be super inexpensive today. Just go, you know, go daddy or Google domains and buy a $12 domain for your property because that really does increase your investment and the value of that physical property. Also, when you have that digital real estate to go alongside it. I, I keep seeing like the value of marketing in getting in contact with Let's say you have a group of 12 people, instead of only dealing with and communicating with the host, uh, the, the leader of the group per se, if you are communicating with everybody and offering them the same experience, they are going to share that with what is the, the role? Like if you have a bad experience, you share with, I think, seven people. And if you have a good experience, share with three people, whatever that meant is. But then you have a bunch of people sharing the good experience that, that they had. The value on that, I think, is just like looking from that perspective. You can measure yeah, and the I, return. We should tell you too, you can set up automations where you just set, you just pointed this out. Like, so when guests check in, we can send an email to everyone that has logged into the Wi-Fi and let them know what the house rules are. You know, what are those restaurants? What are the amenities that are offered to them? So you can let everybody know and communicate to everyone that's staying, again, versus that one person taking the load of all of it. It's like, hey, because a lot of times the people that break the house rules aren't the people that book it because correct, that's on their, you know, their profile. So you mm -hmm. want to try to figure out how can we get as much information that is important about the home and about their stay to everyone. And that's another way that you can do that too, through those automated. Do you send them like feedback forms that I'm correct? Forgive me if I'm asking questions that are random because I'm not as familiar. I don't have any short-term rentals right now and I haven't stayed in a ton. Do you then send like feedback forms or just like kind of guest experience or is that done all through like the portals of Airbnb and things? Or do you send a separate one since you've got other information? Right. So that's, that's the thing we preach, right? That's passionate to us is Airbnb for us is a lead generator. And once we have that lead, none of are our customer. Then they're stay hosting coast customer, right? Gotcha. They're, they're Taking our, them yeah. off the platform. Makes sense. I mean, essentially, like, and in, in not in an unethical way, right? Like, again, sure. we Airbnb is, without it, 
coming to fruition 2008, I never would have kicked this business off for myself in 2010. I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been accessible to me, you know, if if that wouldn't have happened. But yes, essentially, right? Like they are now my customer, my guest, and I need to know how everyone felt about their stay so I can continue to be an amazing host. So yes, we absolutely and the cool thing about StayFi too, I think they've allowed this is if you collect that information when they go to log in, they can also choose to give your phone number so you can send them SMS messages. And again, it can go to everyone in the home, not just the booker. Yeah, I want to know how you felt about this day. How was the bed? Did you like the coffee? Because if not, and I keep getting that same feedback, I want to be able to adjust it. And, and you want to get those feedbacks, right? Yeah, absolutely. You, you want to get honest feedback. The worst thing is when you get the feedback on their reviews. That's too late, too late. right? I think that one of the most important things is to try to get the feedback while they're there. So you can either fix it or or mitigate as much as possible the situation. So open communication is super, super important. Besides Stateify, what are the other top three softwares, hacks, automations that you guys use? It's our favorite topic. Yeah. We have a lot of favorite topics. I love an app called breezeway and you talked about you know scaling earlier like and and we are big believers in scaling doesn't necessarily need to mean how many doors you have what we care about is that profit line right that's what matters to us but at the end of the day the easiest way to scale is to really you know, have your operations dialed in. And for us, we use an app called Breezeway and people confuse it with, you know, is it a property management software? And it is not, it is a property care software. Because this is another thing short-term rental owner operators tend to forget is that you have to still care for your property. There is still preventative maintenance that we have to stay on top of not just because we don't want the guests to yell at us that the AC went down or the furnace isn't working or the dishwasher, whatever. It's for also for our investment. Like those are the components of the home that are the most pricey to fix. So if we can get a preventative maintenance situation in place and this software helps us remember, you know, before we start forgetting the smoke detectors, the fire extinguishers, it also helps us communicate with our cleaning team. We also have a layer between the cleaners leaving and our guest arrival. We have a person called the inspector. And this app also helps give them an inspection list to make sure that all those safety components are dialed in. We can also have maintenance tickets be produced. And the cool thing about the maintenance tickets, let's say, you know, it's unfortunate, but sometimes those things happen while the guest is there. We can keep the guest up to date on that maintenance automatically through text messages with this software saying, hey, Joe the plumber is going to arrive in five minutes. Hey, Joe the plumber is there. Hey, Joe the plumber is done and he figured out what's going on and they're gone now. And you know, we apologize for this inconvenience, but we really hope communication was was where you expected it to be so you continue to enjoy, enjoy your stay. So Breezeway is in their favorite for us. And we use dynamic pricing software. Sure. If there are any short-term rental listeners out there, please, please use a dynamic pricing software. It is going to put you know, much more money in your bottom line. We use Price Labs, but here's the deal with that. I thought dynamic pricing, I'm not going to lie, when I got started was your weekdays are a different price than your weekends. <laughs> and I left, I don't even know how much money on the table. You know, I am never going to be smarter than an algorithm that can troll the entire area for all of the events, all of the hotels, all of the short-term rentals. Sarah and I like to say, when you use dynamic pricing, it is an art and a science. You know, you just don't want to turn it on and, and set it and forget it. You need to be in there working on it and you know your property better than anyone, but please let those softwares help you make sure that you're dialed in on your pricing. Yeah, gotcha. Good. So you got price I, labs. Yep. And what other one? 
There's beyond pricing and okay. real house. And I think, Liz, this is a big difference that I do want to bring to, to the audience. They do charge different ways. Okay. okay. That these different softwares have different pricing plans. Some of them are flat rate. And Sarah and I like that. We'll be, we just, we know our budget for the month. We know what that app is going to cost us. Where other ones are percentage based on your, your revenue. So okay. there are, you definitely want to shop around, see what's best for you, but there are different pricing plans. So please, please be aware of that when you're shopping. That is one of the biggest differences in those dynamic pricing softwares. And I will say one other thing. So dynamic pricing, Airbnb actually has their own dynamic pricing. They call it their Airbnb smart pricing. Okay. We do not recommend that. Just please use a third party software there. Because as you can imagine, Airbnb smart pricing is the smartest in their favor. <laughs> so I have fell victim to that too, where I felt like, oh, well, if I use their software, maybe they'll bump me, or if I use their pricing, they'll bump me up in the algorithm. Mm -hmm. The prices were like, it was unbelievable. They were so low compared mm -hmm. to what I was normally charging. So, you know, you always have to, you know, test things. And I just, I'm here to tell everybody, please use a third party on that for sure. And not their smart pricing. I want to mention too, about the preventative care. Even if you have long-term rentals, it doesn't matter what kind of rental you have, you should be doing preventative care, right? If you own property. And is this, is this app, I'm curious, just specifically for short term, or is it also can be used for any type of property because it's specific short term? I mean, it was built for, you know, short term. Short term, short -term okay. Rentals, managers, yeah. But, curious. but I mean, I guess you could, you know, obviously with, with short term rentals, people are so much more in and out, but it could definitely work for a midterm rental because that's the thing that we, we don't talk about too on anywhere is the safety aspect and the preventative maintenance aspect because we're all so excited about the two, three X revenue, but you're not going to be like that three X revenue if you're not taking care of the asset, right? Or helping your guests take care of your asset. And, and also you're not getting sued <laughs> because you don't have some certain things, you know, dialed in. So, you know, yeah, the software is really great and it could work for all sorts of different kinds of rentals, I'm sure. Yeah. And for preventative, especially in long-term, we used to all of our properties were local. I remember the biggest thing that we learned with when we did preventative walkthroughs was where they were breaking the lease. So it's also an opportunity to take a look at your your asset and, you know, in, in a way that isn't like you're just like knocking on the door like, hey, I need to see what's going on in here. It's a preventative walkthrough and that and according to the lease. So sometimes we, one time we found a tenant that had like, I don't know, 10 people staying with them, 10 additional oh guests in their, their thousand square foot apartment. Like we're like, okay. So, but you learn a lot. I don't think you're going to find that maybe in a short term or maybe you would, but you need to do those things regardless of the type of asset. So just want to make sure people do that. We did, used to do those quarterly. That's what we did. Well, I, I want to ask you guys, because horror stories happen, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you guys do to prevent people from bringing more guests that what they initially said that we're going to do? Do you need to really explain that? Smoky is not allowed any type of smoke, natural, industrial, <laughs> electronic. I had to spell it out. You do. Yeah. You do. And, and same here. And so I'll let Annette maybe talk about technology that you can leverage. But I think people often forget the power of communication. And sometimes people say, like, well, it's in, it's in the, it's the ninth line on my house rules. And it's like, you've got to say it in so many places. And there's other ways to let guests know that you are, are on top of your stuff you know, being communicative when they are going to book with you, asking those questions if your gut is telling you that something doesn't feel right and letting them know that you've got X, Y, and Z in place to make sure 
that you are being a good community member because that is very important to us as short-term rental owner operators is making sure that our community loves that we're there, right? Our homes, we always look at our homes on the streets that we're at and they're like, like ours, ours looks the best because we reinvest some of our, you know, that two, three X revenue back into the property. And so our neighbors love us being there, but there's other ways you can do this too. That doesn't just rely on that good old trust factor. Yeah, there is. And please, again, any listeners use this also, there is technology that helps you monitor noise and it's not recording anybody's voices. It's just decibel levels. And listen, this is, this is a huge thing, especially for your neighborhood get ahead of this. You can get ahead of these noise complaints, but those devices, not only will they, a lot of them, obviously they'll always monitor noise. There are new ones coming out that monitor smoke. And we are so nice over the, like over the moon, excited about the long or short term. Yeah. Rental. Long or short term. And they also, these devices can monitor how many wireless devices are in the house. So it, nice. it, it's like, wait a second. Why are there 14 cell phones in my, you know, two bedroom apartment? These are, re- and the, this is technology, you know, like we can, you can see this and you can, you know, let the, and there's automated, this technology is so amazing. There's automated messages that just can go to the guests like, Hey, we see that the noise is a little high. So you're as the host, you're not even going to have to call them and you can just let them know in your house rules. Like, Hey, we do have a noise monitoring device. And I, I don't know about you ladies, but like, I don't care if there's, you know, a noise monitoring device or a camera on the outside at the front door. I welcome that. That is safety to me. And you can do that as a host too. If those things were, are, you know, bother one of your guests, then it's probably not the right property for them to be staying in anyways. So please use that technology that's out there. And and I'm not opposed to the front door cameras, you know, on the exterior. That way you can see, okay, wait, why are, again, why are there 14 people entering my two bedroom apartment, you know? And that just helps to deter. As a host, you can help deter those things with the, you know, the technology that you use. I need to ask though, how do they send a message to the people like through text or through through text. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just a text comes saying there's some additional noise coming like that. How does that? That's crazy. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Oh. It's so all of this technology, <laughs> it really is mind blowing. All this technology can, you know, loop into your, your reservations. So it's just, it's kind of insane. So like breezeway can, you know, all these things mm. dynamic for all, everything that we've chatted about all loops in to, to these reservations, it's just kind of mind blowing once you think about it. But if we have anybody that's new to short-term rentals, don't stress. Listen, I started with my computer and my phone and no other tech. So we don't want to deter you from getting started at all. It really is as easy as, you know, having the apps on your phone. So please don't be, you know, overwhelmed by this. Sarah and I have been doing this for a really long time. We want to encourage you at least get your listing up and going because it really, it's, it's so exciting and fun when you get that first reservation. So please, if if you're listening to this show, we know you're all about education. So just get started and then all you can learn all of this in, you know, over time. Annette, thank for saying that, but I've got to praise you both for the work that and the quality and the standards that you guys are, are setting. I, I can talk to a lot of people about Airbnb, but then when you start getting a little bit deeper and then you say a little bit shallow there and they, they are running it the best they are their ability, but it's, they're not running as a business. And I always say, if you're running as a hobby, you're going to get paid as a hobby. That's the bottom line, ladies. So if you guys are listening to, to this episode, I encourage you to listen again and again and again and start embracing the culture 
it's a way of being that it's allowing them to scale because we don't want to scale chaos. You don't want to scale something that you didn't automate that it will require your time. Our time is limited. We all understand how many hours of the day we have. And that is why you're probably asking, how the hell am I going to be able to scale if this Airbnb takes me so much over here and it's a pain many times. So that is take a step back, listen to this episode and take two or three things that they said, okay? And start putting under your goals to start implementing it so you can start saving more of your time and not sacrificing it. But kudos to you both for really raising the bar in terms of operating short-term rentals. I cannot go on without really saying that to you both. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. And where can the ladies listening learn more about you both and follow you along your uh, your journey? Sure. Yeah, we appreciate that opportunity. So we produce content as well. It's all short-term rental related and you can find us at thanksforvisiting.me and that's F-O-R. So thanksforvisiting.me. We've got podcasts, we have fun on Instagram and we are just there giving solid education, but we have a lot of fun while we do it. Absolutely. Awesome. All, all this information you guys can find on our show notes with all the links for the cool softwares they mentioned it too. Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one is, what's the most transformational book you ever read? Mine is so cliche. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm just going to say it. I'll never forget <laughs> where I read it. I never forget where I finished it. I never forget the first step I took after I closed the book. So for me, it's Rich Dad, Poor Dad for sure. Okay. This is interesting. It's circling back to what I said at the beginning of the show. It was The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Both three books. Second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life, whatever balance means to you? I actually just started this about six months ago. So I will admit that this is a newer habit, but I think I can call it a habit now that I'm six months in. But every morning I wake up and I run, I underwrite a property that's for sale. Because I, I found myself not doing it. I would get to, I like that property. It could be a great short-term rental. In my head, I know what the profit line could be, but I wouldn't underwrite it. And then I wouldn't put an offer in on it. So for me, doing that is going to make the ability to make an offer faster, more pleasurable. For me, I am actually, I write down my financial goals. And when I write them down, I always stretch them. And I can't believe I look back and I keep hitting them and hitting them and hitting. So the power of pen to paper like write it down. It happens. It's kind of mind-blowing, honestly. So that's awesome. Last question, which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? <sighs> Kathy Fedke is the first person that comes to my mind. I'll never forget listening to her first podcast episode back in the day, like back in the day. And her story of starting a podcast or pivoting to learning while everyone was listening to her learn gave me the courage to ask I'm using your quotes, dumb questions when I was learning because I was like, well, Kathy can show up and ask these questions and then I can too. And so I really admired her for that. And I'm going to say, Kathy, have you met her in person? Not or? yet. And actually I just, I just DM'd her. I told Nez, like, I'm, I'm a DMer. And I asked her if she'd be on our podcast and she's like, yeah, I can email me and we'll, we'll see if we can work it out. I about died. So, well, we can make that intro in person, in person, not virtual, right. in person. We can make that, that happen. Oh, I love that. And I'm actually, I have a plethora, but I have to say, um, 
One of them is Barbara Corcoran because our the name of our business is actually named after something. I saw her on the street. I got so excited. The only thing I could, she's, I saw her here in Columbus, Ohio. The only thing I could say was, thanks for visiting. And I don't know why I said that. But it's now the name of our business. So I am forever indebted to her for me being so super nervous and saying that to her. Now it's the name of our company. So super pumped that, you know, she brought that around for us. That's awesome. That's great. Well, thank you both so much, Sarah and Annette, for being on our show. Thanks for sharing all your tips and strategies and excited to see what you continue to do. So thank you for your time. Thank Thank you so much. much. We appreciate it. Thank you both. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.